You're really, you are mean. I think it's great. I just want to know who's more profitable, you or Sammy. Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News with Kim and Lisa. And today we have a very special guest which is Lisa's new pink wreath from the iconic Kathy Hilton. That's right. And I think she's going to be a permanent guest for a while, you know, not just through the holidays. Uh, so for those who don't know, I scored this gorgeous wreath from Kathy Hilton's pajama party through a silent auction. And make sure you go watch those videos because we had such a dreamy time. Um it was made by Kathy herself, and go to Instagram at Lisa Not Rinna to hear more about it and hear about its special connection to Rihanna. So this is like pop culture history right here, guys. I mean, it's a total vibe. It's going to be Christmas year-round here at BBN Networks, so prepare yourselves because that wreath isn't coming down anytime soon. Okay, so this week on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Sutton and Garcelle are putting Dorit on their shit lists once again. Dorit is confronting Kyle about her new best friend, Morgan, and we get Erica versus Denise, which has me literally shaking. And did you know that it's $7 for a naked bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans? You guys, I can't get it out of my head. I can't stop saying it. The way she delivered that line is just too much. Oh my gosh. No, I did not know that, but now I something I will truly never forget um, and like Sutton, I feel like I may need to check it out, um, but we're going to get into it all. But before we dive in, make sure you guys subscribe so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. And if you're enjoying our videos, tell your friends, spread the word. Um, we love to welcome in new Bravo fans, Beverly Hills fans, and we want to share all of this with you guys. Okay, so we open with, there's a bunch of opening scenes, but we our real first scene is Sutton going on a date with someone who the matchmaker set her up with and when she got out of the car I was like she's wearing sneakers on her date and I thought this was very odd because Sutton I don't know if we've ever really seen her in sneakers so for her to choose that for a date I thought was very questionable it told me like okay she doesn't have a lot of expectations for this um you know, the guy, I thought he was adorable and, you know, you could tell he was a little nervous. But then, then we got into the mom stuff and the mommy issues and it was a little wild. It was a little Norman Batesy for me, you know, mom taking him to Vegas, mom taking him to a topless show. I kind of thought, is this Whitney and Patricia from Southern Charm in like 10 years? Maybe. I mean, but Patricia is an icon, so I don't know. His mom would have to be quite, quite the iconic woman to level up to Patricia. But still, it was a very cringe story. I mean, Sutton was thrown off from the beginning, even seeing his picture when the matchmaker showed it. You know, she was put off. So this just was a fail to begin with, I feel like. Um, but I kind of love following Sutton's dating life. It's very entertaining to watch. Um, so there's that. Um, but then we hop over to Kyle's house. Kyle has Anne-Marie and Dorit over. And I feel like Anne-Marie is clinging on to the only storyline that she has right now, which is she is a doctor and she wants to talk about the small esophagus issue. And they still talk about Sutton's eating, how she's contradictory, but like, let the mouse go. I don't think we should be talking about Sutton's eating. I don't think it's worth having a conversation, you know, outside of uh, outside of the group or beyond what was already said so 
I don't know. But the real meat of this scene was Dorit is like taken aback by Kyle and Morgan's friendship. So first of all, I guess Kyle is producing a one-hour drama, which nobody knows about, not even Dorit. Dorit is extremely offended. Then she's like, it's like out of the blue. She's like, oh, and I hope you didn't get any more tattoos or something like that. And Kyle's like, actually, I did. And Dorit's like, what? She is taken aback. She is dumbfounded. She had no idea about this. And there is definitely some jealousy brewing there. She basically confronts Kyle and is like, what is going on? Um, Kyle tells her not only did she get a tattoo, but she also tattooed a K on Morgan and Dorit cannot believe it. I mean, I don't know. What were your thoughts about Dorit's reaction in this moment? It was definitely interesting because she, at one point, Anne-Marie said, who's Morgan? And Dorit immediately said, new best friend. As if, you know, I'm old best friend. Morgan is new best friend. Um, yeah, I think it showed us that they are really not as close as they used to be. And Dorit said they're not taking trips together anymore. You know, she doesn't even know that Kyle's has this new show that she's working on. So these are big things. And Dorit's reaction kind of reminded me of Mo's reaction with the tattoos. Like, you don't have any more, do you? Oh, actually, I do. What? So it just kind of seems like there's this, you know, Kyle in the past and Kyle of the future and Dorit might be falling into that Kyle of the past bucket and you know I I don't think she quite knows what to do with it no I mean I don't know I feel like anybody would feel that same way kind of being replaced um she feels like she has been put off to the side um while Kyle's shiny new toy is like her main focus right now so I don't know I kind of feel for Dorit but you know that that takes a back seat later on in the episode Okay, can we just stop for a second and talk about these transition songs that we're hearing between scenes? I feel like they have really taken on this whole new vibe, and it's very Selling Sunset. The lyrics, if you listen to them, are like, I got my money, I'm gonna get laid, I'm rich, honey, I'm in, you know, I'm shopping, and it's like, what is happening? It feels not Beverly Hills at all, and it's so absurd. And they keep putting it in like every transition scene. And it was just making me laugh. I did not even notice. I, I guess I was so focused in on the drama. I don't know. Okay, start start listening to him. I think it's because I watch with subtitles. So do I. So the lyrics, the lyrics come up on the screen. And it's so funny. It is very like, I'm, you know, 20 year old going clubbing. And it just doesn't. It doesn't fit Beverly Hills, in my opinion. It's very Selling Sunset. But the ladies do kind of go clubbing in this next scene. They're like wilding out. They're having girls' night out. <laughs> girls' night out. Lychee martinis, you know, are flowing. We have Erica and Garcelle and then Sutton joins. And, you know, they have a great, they had a great time. They're laughing. They're sipping. They're cheersing. And it comes out that... um Sutton made out with her driver and that was like I don't think anyone would have predicted that and I think Sutton was a little annoyed at Garcelle for sort of outing her but you know getting this whole insight into her dating life and then like her kind of hookup life is I let I love it because it's showing us this different side of Sutton and I don't know what did you think when Garcelle said that? I mean, 
Obviously, it's a little bit of a touchy subject with Sutton. She's trying to own it, but not doing it very well. Um, But what I took away from this scene was they were totally setting up an Erica and Denise confrontation part two. It's like they saw, you know, they saw what went down at the wee dinner and they were like, we need more. Like, this is TV gold. It's almost like Garcelle was being a little bit producery. She's like, oh, you know, Denise is going to be at Taco Tuesday. And Erica's like, oh, gosh, like pretending like, you know, she didn't know. But of course she knew Denise is going to come back. They're going to confront her. And that's when Erica whips out the iconic line, you know, did you know it's $7 for a naked bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans? And the ladies are just like, what? Like, it's like Erica has this, you know, in her back pocket, ready to pull out at a moment's notice. It's like she did some digging on Denise. And I kind of love the world's colliding because not only is it $7 for Denise Richards' naked bundle on OnlyFans, it's also $7 for a ticket to Erica's show in Vegas. So, oh, touche. Wow, wow, wow. Look at that. Okay. So, yeah, I love, I, I mean, I loved it there. Obviously, setting them up for a feud at Taco Tuesday, it is going to go down. Um, we see Sutton getting ready and she's actually looking on OnlyFans and says, you know, I'm going to I'm going to buy some, you know, women supporting women. Right. Why not? But then she it was unclear if she actually bought it or not. Um, it seemed like it might be a little too risque for Sutton. But I think she I think she bought it and was like and saw it like didn't know what to expect and then opened it and was like, oh, gosh, like it's kind of seems like she did make the purchase. But I I will need confirmation of that. Sutton, if you're listening, please let us know. Okay, so we see, you know, them riding together. Denise gets in with Garcelle, and Garcelle kind of gives her a little bit of a heads up, like, hey, you know, Erica's probably going to want a little more clarity on what you brought up at the weed dinner, and she's probably going to want, they call it a laundry list of, you know, kind of your complaints against her. So she's prepping Denise for this, for this, you know, fight. And Dorit and Kyle ride together. Dorit once again kind of confronts her. So you can tell this is really bothering Dorit because she brings it up again. And she says, you know, I I feel like you're morphing into to Morgan or you're morphing into each other. Um, she says in her confessional that she kind of feels excluded and replaced. And it's just, but Kyle doesn't seem to be bothered by this at all. Instead of her saying, you know, oh no, like, you know, we're not morphing into each other. She kind of just laughs about it. And it's like, I guess Dorit's not wrong. Yeah, I don't know. It definitely seems like there's still tension there. They flash back to the reunion where Dorit was kind of inserting herself into the Kathy and Kyle drama where she didn't belong. You know, Dorit wasn't having Kyle's back. So I think Kyle's kind of like taking a, a breath, like not only from Mauricio, but from Dorit too. It's like she's transitioning to this whole new life surrounding herself with like whole new people um and that's kind of sad um for you know the people that she's leaving behind because it seems like she feels like Dorit doesn't have her back but Kyle definitely doesn't have Dorit's back because at Taco Tuesday Dorit gets slammed she gets pummeled from every direction it seems like but let's move on to Taco Tuesday we finally show up to Crystal's house finally we get something at Crystal's house I feel like She hasn't hosted anything or really done anything this season yet. Um, But we immediately get introduced to Bill Burr's wife, which 
definitely makes an impact from the first scene that she shows up on. Obviously, there's more coming, um, but I feel like she would be a great addition to the Housewives. I don't know if this is like kind of a um, a test for her, but I'm loving it so far. We also get a cameo from Matt, the bartender, who we have a personal relationship with from Kathy's PJ party. He was filling our champs. He was giving us shots of Casa del Sol. So Matt, Thank you for your service and thank you for, you know, making Dorit's drink exactly how she wanted it. Um, But, you know, we do get a little bit of a different order this time because I think that she has transitioned from carcass out to three lemons squeezed in really well. I think that bartenders around the world were not understanding the carcass out of it all. So she's she's made that little change and... You know, I think we should all take note. Got it. Okay, so Carcass Out was so last year. And going forward, it's just squeeze them in real well. Do what you want with the carcass. You know, let, let's let just get the drink going. Exactly. I'm into it. So then Denise arrives. And of course, you know, Dorit is still kind of questioning where they left off after the upside down jacket incident. And what did you think of Denise's excuse? Because she's like, Oh, when I got home, I had a fever of 102. Um, And Dorit in the confessional is honestly all of us. She's like, yep, I'm buying it. Yep, it was because of a fever. Yep, that's it. I mean, I guess I wouldn't doubt it because I do feel like her behavior at the weed party was induced by some sort of medication mixed with alcohol and I'm thinking it was like antibiotics or something like that cough syrup you know with codeine so maybe she was still sick but I would if I would feel really bad if I was at a party and then I got home and I had 102 fever I would call people and say I'm really I hope you don't get sick because apparently I'm you know I'm still sick but yeah Denise just kind of oh that's you know that's why I was probably a little bit loopy and might have had my jacket on upside down um, but I don't know. I feel like there was a little more something going on than just a fever. Oh, yeah, for sure. I guess it's come out that she said she only had one drink prior to, um, you know, attending the dinner and she was on like just regular cold medicine. But be real, Denise, be real. Okay, so they're all arriving. Everyone is wearing like coats and things. Erica's not happy to be outside because she's cold. And then Sutton walks in in a bright and airy butterfly adorned sundress with no coat to be spoken of and a shawl on her arm but not you know around her and as soon as she walked in I was like what is this does not fit the mood for a dinner uh a and b it seems to be quite chilly so what is happening and immediately we hear Denise go what the fuck is Sutton wearing (laughs) And I was dying because you don't usually hear Denise say stuff like that. Um, But she just went out with it and everyone kind of, aren't you cold? Um, Okay. We also get Kim Richards. Again, this is what, the third episode in a row? I'm loving it. Um, We hear that Dorit might have tried to steal Avi from Sutton. And Avi's look to the camera when Dorit said, can I not steal you? And he just looked straight to the camera like, you're getting this, right? For the record, you know, this is what happened. And here's my reaction. Um, I think Avi adds 
I, I love his little his little appearances because he is just some comic relief. And okay, so then we kind of move the party inside. Everyone's happy. And we hear Erica bring up that Sutton made out with her driver. And she did not say this in intimate conversation, you know, with just the couple of them. She basically yelled this across the room. And I thought, oh, damn, she is outing Sutton for this, you know. But no one reacted except for Dorit. Dorit seemed to be the only one that heard it. And so she immediately is like, wait, what? First of all, you guys had this fun night out without me. And second of all, what is this I'm hearing you made out with your driver? So, okay, this kind of kicked off like one of like we're we're entering into act three of the night and like we are about to you know have the climax of the whole of the whole episode so then dorit kind of you know goes off for lack of a better term because first she's calling out crystal for telling everybody that she was telling everybody that sutton puts vodka in her coffee but that seems to not last very long that gets you know buttoned up and resolved really quick which by the way Dorit did say she that. Certainly you know, did. Like, she did say that. <laughs> she certainly did. Um, but then Nia, Bill Burr's wife, who I think let's make her a housewife, she enters the chat and brings up Magic Mike. I guess she's been a couple of times, and she says to the group, "Oh, I heard one of the people in your group like didn't have a good time." Sutton again reiterates it was about the spread eagle, and she's like, "Who are you? How did you find out?" It was Dorit, of course, um, and, you know, Sutton's, you know, saying that she wasn't comfortable with it. She had the ones, but she wasn't going to be tucking them in, in, in anybody's pants, which why else do you have yeah. the ones? Why else do you have the ones? I makes no sense whatsoever. No. Then the driver makeout gets brought up again in front of the entire group. So first Garcelle said it, then Erica said it. Now Dorit is saying it. And Sutton is not happy. And we get a new name them like Sutton with the one liners, Sutton with the iconic lines this this season. It just won't stop. One thing about Sutton, when she is feeling attacked, she's going to repeat herself over and over and over again. That is her go to like defense mechanism. Why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? Why'd you ask the question? Answer the question. Answer the question. And Dorit is doing the same thing as Kyle. I'm trying to, but you won't let me talk. Stop asking the same question. Oh, my God. It is kind of infuriating. <laughs> but this is definitely a pattern for Sutton. Um, and Kyle can kind of hear from the kitchen. She's like, this sounds familiar. You know, I feel like I've been here before. And it doesn't seem like she wants to uh, run into the room to kind of help Dorit out at all in this moment. Um, so Dorit finally says, you know, Erica screamed it across the room and yet I'm the one who gets in trouble. And, you know, I see her point, but also I, you were kind of trying to do something here. You were trying to out Sutton to make it, you know, known that this happened and it's a little scandalous. And it might be a little out of character for Sutton since she's very, like, buttoned up and prim and proper. At least that's how she presents herself. So, you know, then it turns into why did what were Dorit's intentions? She says, oh, it was just a joke. Um, 
And then it kind of turns with uh, Garcelle. Things take a turn for the worse. Oh, boy. It gets super dark, super quick, because, you know, Dory's basically like, um, you're attacking me. And Garcelle is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is not a word that you use with me. Like, you should know better. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I feel like Dorit did say it innocently. You know, she didn't know. And this just kind of highlights the privilege, like Garcelle said. Um, So I feel like Dorit should have just quickly taken that back, not questioned anything, you know, just simply apologized and moved on and, like, kind of, you know, um, admitted her ignorance. Um, But then we get this really, really weird scene with Erica in the confessional educating us on white privilege now i know that this is the editors giving us that and i feel like they were giving us that to be like excuse me what like let's hear from garcelle in this situation not erica i I don't know maybe they asked garcelle and she didn't want to talk about it because she told dorit i'm not here to educate you um and you know rightfully so but it let's be honest she was not attacking dorit in the least disagreeing with someone is not attacking them And so I totally understood where Garcelle was coming from. You know, then we get this line. It's just like so awkward, right? Like there is just so much tension in the room. And I'm keep thinking, who's going to be the one to break it? Who's going to be the one to break it? And it's Kim Richards. Lovely Kim. Yeah, of course, the the editors are kind of filtering in her her random lines. She's like, well, the bulgogi was great. And of course, you know, we had the marker line last episode, which was just iconic and leave it to Kim to lighten the mood. You know, she's not there for the drama. She's there for a good time and she's going to make it a good time no matter what's going on around her. Yeah. And so then we kind of end with Sutton saying, look, I know you're all kind of trying to, you know, take me down or whatever, but I am moving forward at a very rapid speed and I'm going to move right past you. Y'all are going to be left back here. And I am moving forward at an accelerated pace. And I was thinking, what? What is she talking about? Kyle's sitting next to her. I think they might even be sharing a chair. Kyle is trying to keep a straight face at this little monologue that Sutton has going on. And it's so funny because she's trying to hold it back. But basically, she's saying, you know, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. You guys can talk about me as much as you want because... I know that I'm accomplished. I know that I'm going to be accomplishing even more and you can't bring me down. Yeah. And it kind of seems like Dorit is ready to end this conversation. She flips the script and points directly at Erica, basically like out of the blue. She's like, well, Erica, don't you have something to bring up to Denise? Um, She wants the focus off of hot potato. She wants the focus off of her. She's passing the hot potato and Erica acts like she doesn't want it. But yet she has this ammunition in her pocket ready to go. You know, of course, Denise is bringing up the threesome. Why'd you bring up the threesome in front of my kids, et cetera, et cetera. You imply that they have already had a threesome or knew about the threesome. And then Erica, shots fired. She's like, well, your daughter is on OnlyFans, which is true. And she has a point. And then she goes, who's more profitable, you or Sammy? And that's when things take a very very dark turn we get it to be continued i mean denise is left speechless because i don't know i'm kind of on erica's side she's kind of right she's kind of right i don't know man i think erica just needs to apologize and say listen i'm sure at 14 they probably did know what what a threesome was 
But to imply that they had taken part in one, I think is... She already... I do think that's gross. And she, But she already did apologize. Not for that part specifically. I think Denise wants to hear that part specifically. Again, Erica kind of doubled down tonight by saying, they all have phones. They know what these things are. I think Denise did not like her implying that her 14-year-old had partaken in a threesome. And that Erica hasn't really apologized for that specifically. So, but regardless, this is like... Oh, that is a big grenade to throw over to Denise Richards. And I can't wait to see what she does with it. Yeah, we're left with that black screen, white text to be continued, which always leaves me on the edge of my seat. So I think, will we be getting an episode next week? I know it's Christmas week, but hey, it's Wednesday. We're past the holiday. I really hope we're getting a new Beverly Hills next week because I need to know what happens. I need to see Denise's reaction to all of this. So thanks for tuning in. We will be here next time to cover the aftermath of Erica's shots fired at Denise. Thanks for watching, everyone. We will see you next time. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.